Welcome to Death Valley Girls Podcast. I'm Bonnie, and I talk to heroes about what excites them, and sometimes we talk about the supernatural. This week's hero is Rocky Angel. Rocky is an amazing artist and performer. We met Rocky by stalking him at one of the best UFO conventions in the world, Contact in the Desert. When we saw the silver-faced hero walking around in short shorts, platform boots, and galactic gear, we were not sure if he was human, alien, or interdimensional. We literally did not know if he was physically there or just a vision of wonder. We were too scared to talk to him, so we followed him around for a while until we realized the best way to find out if he was real is to ask him. And he was. The weirdest part is that he's a super cool guy and he's now our friend. Please go check out his art at RockyAngel.com. And now, please welcome to your head and heart, Rocky Angel. Good. How about you? I'm good. I'm so happy. I'm so, so, so happy to talk to you today and see you. Um, yeah, likewise. Amazing. Thanks. Uh, how, where are you? Are you at home? Yes. Cool. That's so exciting. Um, well, I just wanted to say thanks, first of all, for coming on to this podcast right here, right now. Um, I wanted to start off by explaining how we met. Um, I know we discussed it a little bit, but we were at Contact in the Desert, which is yes. kind of like the Woodstock of UFO events, uh, yeah. maybe. And um, we had seen you around for a couple hours and we're like, that's the coolest person I've ever seen at a UFO conference. And we were so we stalked you. Um, like, I don't know if you know that or if I told you, but we were like following you for a couple hours. I don't know. If <laughs> I didn't notice you're good yeah. at it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We were like taking pictures of you and like, we would walk like real close to you and turn around. And then I don't, at some point we were like, this is so stupid. Why don't we just say hi? But we were kind of like trying to figure out like if you were from earth, like, what time you were from, what year you were from, what planet you were from. And we were just like, we were like, can anyone else see him? Are we the only ones with this ability to see this creature? Like, who is this person? And yeah, we were like sneaking photos. And then I can't remember why or how, but we were like, the thought hadn't occurred to us for like two hours. And then we we're like, let's just ask if we can get a photo with him and maybe be his friend. Um, and then, and then we asked you and your name is so amazing. Rocky angel. We were just like, this is destiny. Uh, but can you, um, I guess like a big question for the whole thing. And maybe this will relate to all the questions is what, like what, um, inspired you to go to contact in the desert? And I guess sort of just the underlying story of, you and your relationship to the topic that is contact in the desert. Well, I'd had an interest in UFOs for some time. It started a long time ago. And when it was still in Josh, uh, contact in the desert was still in Joshua tree. I had signed up to be a volunteer. Oh, and wow. right after I did also someone I met at the UFO X fest in San Leandro offered me her tickets because she couldn't go. So it was like two 
in that year, and I started going that year. When was it? Uh, let's see. I think it was. I think it was 2015. Oh wow! So you've been going for quite some time. Yes, I think uh, I started with either the second or the third one. Wow! So what? What uh, peaked? And I always wonder, is that P-E-A-K? Like, what piqued your interest in UFOs? Or is it P-I-Q? You know, like... I think it's P-I-Q-U-E. What does that even mean? Peak-with. Um, Something <laughs> almost like the other, the P homonyms, but in verb form, it seems like. Wow. Started or... Thank you for answering that. That's been bumming me out for a while. You're not only an expert ufologist, friend, and artist, but you're also a wordsmith. But yeah, so what you. piqued your interest in UFOs? I was the victim of a hit and run from a UFO when I was little. And around that same time, I saw... The movie Chariots of the Gods on a Saturday morning when I was up early for to watch cartoons. What? Oh my God! What can you um, talk about that event a little bit more? Being hit I was uh, yeah, it was a long time ago. I was maybe nine or so, and I was outside at night outside my grandmother's house in and I was, California. No, in Central Massachusetts. Oh, wow. And uh, actually close to where the Betty Andreessen cases, or at least some of her cases and sightings happened, a little bit south of there. And I was running towards a tree, and I looked up, and I saw a glowing white ball in the sky, and almost as soon as I noticed it, it swooped down and hit me in my right eye. And it turned out to be about the size of a large marble or ping pong ball. There's a glowing white ball. And Oh, my God. When I studied it, the closest case I could find to it was um, Officer Johnston's sighting in Marshall County, Minnesota, around the same time. But the one that hit his cruiser was much bigger. And it's uh, that car is still on display somewhere. Not a slave, but it's still stored somewhere. And with the damage done to it, nobody can explain how the damage was done, but the one that did his cruiser was bigger. Wow. I did not know that. So sorry. That's terrifying, to say the least. Um, did you. Yeah, I found out it's a close encounter, categorized as a close encounter of the sixth kind. Sixth? Yeah. So if you're. Really? Why yes. six? Um, but there's five others. It was in the list I saw was the last, or I heard was the last one. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I, yeah, maybe because uh, you were alone or something. Um, but that's, that, well, I wasn't exactly alone. There were other people in the front yard. And did they, did they see it? Not as far as I know. And when I ran inside, and talked about the adults didn't believe me, but they acknowledged that my eye was red and swollen. Wow. Did you have injury to your eye? Other than it being red and swollen, no. Oh, my goodness. Thank God. What if, 
what if you, you know, got a serious injury to your eye and every day you just be like, oh, like, I'll get you next time. That's crazy. So, wow. So did you, after that, did you have um, any other experiences? Uh, A few sightings. One year, I contacted the desert when I went to the giant rock thing that they usually have on Thursday nights. Greg from the Adamski Foundation was there and pointing out what, uh, things he called high flyers, but they were really up high and there were these lights that would like dart and zigzag and start and stop and all kinds of things. That's so cool. I think, yeah. I mean, not, not that many people, um, not, not that many people have an experience like that and, uh, pursue it into adulthood. And I think that that's so cool that you did because that, that's, that's what makes, that's, that's the most important thing people can do is talk about it and get it out there because so many people need help. Um, when you think back on it, do you, are you, does it make you excited that it happened or what's, what's your like gut feeling from being a contactee? Um, but didn't feel so good at the time, but I mean, I look back on it as maybe there's, it led to an interest that produced good things. That's awesome. And meeting good people whose energy I like. That's so cool. Yeah, that's so cool. I can't remember. I think you, we talked about this a little bit, but did they do virtual events this year? Or is it just put off to? Yes, they already threw in the towel about a month or so ago and decided to go virtual. So I opted for the refund. That's fair. It seems like supporting virtual events only encourages the techie billionaires seeing unprecedented profits to keep prolonging this thing. Plus some, some of my favorite parts of it are meeting and interacting with the other guests or people who are there like you. Yeah. And the virtual thing takes away all that because for this or for street fairs, or whatever, it's like you go where the camera wants, when it wants, and it consolidates star power the same way the shutdown is consolidating wealth. Wow. And like, except for maybe markets, convenience stores, a lot of small businesses are suffering, but this consolidates stock power where the official presenters get it all. That's true. I didn't think about it that way. Um, that's, that's nuts. <laughs> Have yeah. you been able to, um, like, has this impacted your art? The uh, lockdown and all of this stuff impacted your ability to do your art? Somewhat, because I've been, I got a lot of shows in the past just from attending galleries and shows in person. And I've been told that my art is much better in person. (laughs) I love your paintings. Who told you you that? That's not, I mean, maybe it's, maybe it's someone's opinion, but your paintings are, I mean, amazing. Like you're, that's one thing that I want to talk about, but you're, you're definitely one of our favorite artists. We didn't, we, you you sent us that link and we were like, Oh my God, like you're, 
and you're very prolific. You're a prolific painter. Um, and also what, so you, how do you define your, um, performance art? The performance art aspect of it, I would just have to say, call it body freedom performance art and also like, because yeah, incorporating body painting too. How did you get involved with that or, and find, did you, you know, and find yourself in that? I just kind of started doing it one day. I liked it, so I kept doing it. That's so, is that something, is that like a part of you that you've had since you were a kid? Mm, no, I mean, maybe I had occasional episodes back then, but didn't <laughs> really take up. <laughs> Why do you use that word? What? Well, I, I don't know. I just said, well, like, I do it sometimes, but not to the extent that I do. And I started doing it about maybe a few years later than that. Did you do it in Massachusetts or did you do it? Yeah. You? Okay. Just not as much as in California. And is there a community that you, that you found doing that in like up, not upstate, what's it called? Northern California? <laughs> yeah. And it's uh, a lot. It's pretty big here and it's a lot of options. Yeah. yeah. Can you explain, um, can you explain that, uh, this art more to, for people that don't know what it is or, um, yeah, for people that don't know what it is? Well, if I had to give it a name, I'd kind of say it's surreal cartoon or surrealist and cartoony, but also with fantasy and sci-fi elements and some dark art elements. Cool. Um, yeah, and is that, is like Rocky Angel um, a separate person or persona from you, or is that who you are? Like, are you, it's who I am. are you, and when you wear, um, I mean, I don't know what you call this, but I will just say when you wear your silver, uh, is that the same person that when you're not wearing your silver? Yes. That's so cool. Most of the time, more and more of the time. Yeah. That's so cool. And do you, Thank you. <laughs> it's amazing. How is this? I feel like this isn't the same exact this isn't your daily, um, like war paint or what? <laughs> well, no, I don't, I don't do it every day, especially now recently in these times. Yeah. But this is, I mean, I, I understand cause I put on like green and red every day and like, you know, I have a very specific thing I need to do when I need to be alive, <laughs> you know, and like, oh, it's always uh, those colors. Huh? Yeah, I don't know why, but it always since I was a little kid, it just, I mean, I've gone through different phases, but it, those were phases like green, uh, green, red, black, hmm. like these necklaces, the, you know what I mean? Uh, it's like, so I understand, but can you explain to someone that maybe it doesn't like maybe looks at you and is like, how'd you think of that circle? Or how'd you think, <laughs> like, can you go through, you know, did it start that way? How's it? evolve tell us tell us about you visually and your evolution please it's something well like kind of envision a different design each time and the ideas i have different colors for different days but i 
different. The ideas come to me visually. The circle today is because I recently watched a couple documentaries on the guy who inspired David Bowie's Ziggy Stardust character, Vince Taylor. Cool. It's I like it. Well, thanks. It's such a cool idea. Like, um, I always thought that that was kind of like a mirror, a third eye mirror. Like what? Like a third eye mirror or something. Oh yeah, yeah. It's so cool. Yeah, sometimes um, I do that. Do you remember the first time you like painted yourself? Uh, not specifically, but it was a long time ago. Okay. <laughs> and be- before I had access to the store and quality of paints that I do out here. Right. Yeah. Um, there was a costume shop where I lived near where I lived years ago, but they didn't have the paints there weren't as good. Yeah, there's been a lot of innovation in makeup and paint, I've noticed. Like, particularly in the last five years, you can, like, some of the stuff I was, like, stockpiling because I was afraid it was going to, like, uh, be discontinued because that's that's what happened to my green. But I luckily, I stockpiled yeah. it. But, like, there's some glitter and there's some stuff that, I mean, is, is magical. It's magical. Yeah. Um, there are really so many innovations lately. Um, quite, quite something else, but so, so you, part of your, um, self is, is nudity. Um, yes. how did that start? And I mean, there has, please tell me about that. Cause I feel like, um, I think that that could help a lot of people is learning. Oh, I thought that was what you were asking about before. Oh, what, what do you, what do you mean? Well, when uh, you asked if it went back to. My childhood, I mean, I, just, I said, yeah, it occasionally. Oh, yeah. Back then, but it did, it, it got. I, right. Uh, I got into it more frequently, like teen years. That's, I think it's so cool. Yeah, I guess I did Thanks. ask it before, but, um, was it like, cause when you're younger, you're experimenting, everyone's experimenting and finding themselves, cool. but, um, so, but you do it, you, I, I mean, it's a, such a bizarre question. Like you do your art to live or why do you do it? It's like, cause you have to, that's who you are. Um, but I guess like, uh, the process of doing that publicly, I, I would imagine was a process. Could you explain it? Uh, yeah, it was a process. I mean, it started very gradually and I, had to, I mean, mostly it was like, at first it was the, a video or two. And then as time went on, it just seemed like I had to, there were more venues open to it and more outlets. I had more outlets for it, which is good. Yeah. Was it scary? Yeah. At first, but after a while, not so much. Is that, is like it being scary part of what you liked about it? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> That's so cool. And I, th- in the text that you sent me about, um, how to describe, uh, what you do, you said something about how, is it just male only typically? Mm, no. What do you mean? Um, let me look this up because. Pardon me, I have to reference my telephone. 
uh, which I know I should have made notes, but I didn't because I'm lazy. Um, you said here, um, so you said CFNM. Oh. I've never heard yeah. that before. Um, so can, can you explain? I, I think I put the in definition parentheses, clothed, female, naked, male. Yeah, I never That's heard right. that before. What is that? <laughs> Just what it says, the name says clothed, female, naked, male. And it's, there's a whole, it's a whole thing on the internet if you do a search for it. Oh, okay. Uh, so this is, so, but it's an art form. It can be. Or is it like a kink? Like, yeah, let's say, let's say it's a kink. Okay, I'm sorry. I should have looked it up or known more about it, but I, I, I don't. Now I feel like we should do that. I should re-interview you after doing some research. But that's so. <laughs> if you want, yeah, sure. No, that's so cool. Okay, cool. So yeah. this is like a kink, and there's. Do you like when you do the performance stuff outside or in a club or whatever it is? Um, you have other people with you. And are they similar, like, space characters or um, as magically dressed as you are undressed? Uh, usually, no. Really? Why? You, you, you mean, <laughs> you know, are we talking at my performances or at, like, street fairs and events like that? Like, at your performances. At my performances, yeah, usually not. I mean, unless I have a model or two that I'm painting, no. What? Usually not. I mean, they're free to if they want, but they you should get us to do it. Death Valley girls. Need yeah, to sure. Yeah, I'd love go to. Out there and be space creatures. Yeah, I'd love to do that. Like, is there? I mean, I know you already explained the genre and everything, but what what is Rocky Angel like? What if I was like, okay, guys, we're gonna get dressed and do a sh like a shoot with Rocky, what would I, like, what would I describe our wardrobe? Like, how would I say what we need to wear? Because I feel like time uh, traveler, like... Yeah, whatever you wanted to wear, yeah, or, or not wear. How do you, like, if you're wardrobe styling us, how do you describe what we should wear? What you should wear? I'd say kind of like a, a sci-fi theme would be good but I, I tend to go back to that because we met at the contact in the desert right but we could, we could explore other themes too is there like a decade of sci-fi you're most into because you i mean uh, you're doing sci-fi like because i don't know that most people that do sci-fi themed wardrobe do it as well as you or as cool or as like you know, kind of like 60s, 70s, like you really... Yeah, 60s, 70s, and some 50s, too, because I love... Oh, yeah. The rich, saturated colors from that area. Yeah. And the special effects and production were right at a level where I like, whereas now it's gotten a little too fancy <laughs> CGI for me, and the colors just seem more drab and washed out and dirty. Yeah, that's interesting that you say that. It's almost like... Well... Actually, what do you think of, I mean, it's 2021, you know, I figured by like 2000, everyone would be dressing futuristic. How do you feel about the state of fashion in 2021? Uh, it kind of bores me the way it has <laughs> most of the time, I guess, or most of it does, because it seems like 
most people are dressing not to be noticed. Wow. The same way, the same way they decorate homes. It seems like they that's spend hours painting some color wall color that's pastel wall color. That's like here I am. That is one of the most things in home decor. From in most cases, most people are designed not to be noticed. I'm gonna write that. Down. I like colors that let you know they're there. <laughs> wow, colors that let you know they're there. I have to write that down. <laughs> That's amazing. Wow. Thank you so much. That's so cool. You're right. People and particularly now, I I noticed this like at the beginning of 2020 before, you know, what just happened happened. And I noticed like wearing oversized, um, non-specific clothing uh, yeah. was was what was what was up and i was like this isn't futuristic i think to a certain right. extent the androgyny of it is futuristic and that was cool but it wasn't it's the future it should be sexy and scary and like right um so, yeah. ma so some, much some androgyny is very sexy yeah totally it, yeah so oh Sorry, but it should be more it's like tighter things or especially men especially it seems like a lot of clothes is about clothes are about three sizes too big yeah well it's really i think it's like a trash people kind of thing like it people are into just like which is sort of futuristic like mad max but it's yeah just oversized big things hide the body which i also do understand but i think it it shouldn't be the only fashion um yeah it shouldn't be the only fashion. Um, is it, is it okay to ask you? So this is sort of like, so it's a kink thing, but you do it at contact. Were you hoping to meet other people into kink stuff, um, of that variety at, or do you, when you go to these events, hope to meet like special friends? Um, not a, and necessarily a contact the desert and I didn't go full <laughs> CFNM there. Yeah. Just, uh, I mean, I came, came kind of close during that one painting performance. I think it was the last year that it was at the Indian Wells. Oh, cool. Place. Yeah. Cause I, have you heard of, uh, George Norrie's, um, his paranormal date? Is, have you seen this? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so I have to say something really funny is at uh, maybe like two months ago or something, I was just like, I wonder who's on here. I'm going to sign up for Paranormal Date, um, which for anyone that doesn't know is George Norrie's uh, dating app for um, all sorts of different paranormal and supernatural interests. And you can sign up based on your like biggest interests, whether you're most into like life after death or near death experience, NDE or ghosts or UFOs or all this stuff. And I have never signed up for a dating app before. I did not know what to expect, but I signed up and um, without a photo, cause I was scared that, I don't know. I was just scared. And within like <laughs> within an hour, um, I had like five messages and I got so like spooked. And then it was like, you can't uh, you can't see who it is unless you pay like the thirty dollars a month. But uh -huh. it really made me think like 
that's pretty awesome that there's like a dating app for people that um, their interests lie without, you know, outside the realm of the usual, like walk on the beach and, you know, Italian yeah. food and Hawaii or whatever people are into. Um, uh, yeah. So I, I guess I was just wondering like, Oh, are, do you go to these conferences to meet like-minded uh, partners? <laughs> I don't expect, well, if you expand it to partners, yeah, I am definitely open to that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm open to doing all the things you just mentioned. That's so cool. Just like, yeah, just that as far as, the CFNM specific part of it, I wasn't really expecting to be any sort of into it, and I didn't go full CFNM except for a couple painting performances there. One, just well, the Joshua Tree venue was definitely more open to it. Did you have a like a time and a space there to to do the? No, I just kind of did it That's both times. So how does that happen? Can you like, cause I imagine it's sort of similar in a way to me being like, Oh, I'm going to play a song or something, right? Like, how do you decide to do it? What's that day look like for you? Like, can you describe it? And in that case, I kind of had to plan it in advance because I had to bring things to a location. And like, so what, uh, what did you bring? Tell me everything. Um, <laughs> uh, painting I was working on that was far enough along that it was interesting for people to look at my paints, thinner brushes, easel, all that stuff. And also UFO and paranormal themed books that I had on tables and a boom box to play music. What, what, what would you be playing? I think uh, some of it was uh, Destroy All Monsters, Dexter 1966, which basically made that one of my favorite cases. And also Thumbs up. some Expo 70, and which someone asked about. Cool. Some Sun Ra. And I actually got interviewed by a woman I had met the night before and told about the performance in Joshua Tree. And another woman who saw the painting and photographed it ended up buying it. That's so cool. So... So you're so it's a painting you've been working on, and then you just set up shop, and people just come up to you. Yes. Like, but most people probably didn't. It didn't take them two hours of stalking you. They probably just came right. Up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was. A, yeah, spots where there were I choose spots where there's likely to be passersby, and the first time, and the first time I chose an area out behind the amphitheater at Joshua Tree when, when there was nothing scheduled at the amphitheater for that time, but there ended up being something there. And, you know, Dave Childress or someone was going to talk there. And yes, he, he asked me a couple years later where, what planet I was from, kind of <laughs> joking. I thought it was jokingly, but then when he asked the second time, I think, well, maybe he doesn't mean it rhetorically. But <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, those, those conferences are, legit like i mean it's i i believe in everything because i just do but still within the realm of 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 being open there's some stuff that they talk about there that i'm like i can't believe there's a room of like a hundred people that that live their life like this way just like 
they're, they know exactly how many races of ETs there are. They know, you know what I mean? Like with those people that are just, yeah. I know everything. And it's like, dang, like nobody knows everything. Yeah. That's the last, I won't say any names, but the last one I went to, I went to the conscious life expo and I saw a speaker who's someone, uh, a big dog in the UFO world. And, uh, the shit she was talking about, I couldn't believe um, that that's what <laughs> that that's what she believed. You know, I was just like, wow, um, huge conspiracies, uh, universal conspiracies that are just really, really disturbing. <laughs> you know, um, yeah. If it was about a war that's supposedly been going on for two hundred seventy million years, I found it very. I find it very hard to believe that. Yeah, exactly. Light beings, enlightened beings could be fighting for that long and not realize that it's not getting them anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Or just, I like, yeah, I guess a part of the reason I like to believe in all of this is, or, you know, is that, is that I like to believe that, um, there's beings that have all of the information and love and light and, and yes. don't, don't need a body and don't need to worry. And, um, right. I feel like that's stuff we find out when we die. Um, yeah. They so they can't be guilt tripped about resources that they use. Up. <laughs> yeah. It just seems like it. Yeah. It just seems like I like to think of it as a kind and, um, as the answers to everything is just beyond our grasp, you know, but that there are better beings out there that know it. And we're just yes. going through one of one of our lifetimes, um, but a difficult yeah. time in our, in evolution. <laughs> yeah. But Very it's a awkward stage. Yeah. yeah the whole, uh, and I believe like, in the hybrid and I believe in everything, but I just find it. Yeah. Very hard to believe that there's this war that we have anything to do with. Um, yeah. And that, you know, is it just, yeah, it just seems very strange to me. Um, and you know, there's so much more to talk about than inciting fear. Um, but yeah. Did you see Jacques Vallée? That no, you told me about him. And when I okay. read about it afterwards, he was someone I was really wishing I'd paid more attention to and gone to his talk. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I love him. His, I mean, that's another person that was so far out, um, in his research and knowledge that, um, that his, what he talked about was so boring to be honest. Sorry, Jacques Vallée. Sorry, oh, yeah. everybody. But yeah, he was, he's just so extreme that, um, it's all. We talked like, about him before and about it before and it sounded like he didn't to talk about the older cases as much as I would have thought or I would have hoped. Yeah. He, he talked about, yeah, yeah. He talked about a case that he was working on where, um, maybe I told you, but someone opened up their door on their balcony in, and they're in Canada and there was a, an egg, a giant egg, um, floating and they went back in, got a camera, took photos of it. And then when they developed the film, it wasn't there. Which to me sounds, wow. <laughs> that's the opposite of what I'm trying to hear stories about. I'm not trying to hear stories about, Stuff that didn't get captured, you know. Like, yeah, we did talk about it, but okay, I find sorry. I find no, it's fine. Just uh, I find it easier to believe a case where 
the human is more sensitive to it than the machine and vice versa. Right. Yeah. Um, and you're friends with Audra. Audra Wolfman. Oh, yeah, yeah. How do you know her? Uh, I met her, I think, at, and, and I was an outing by, with our friend Kai Wada Roth. Okay. And I think I have a thing I'm doing with him soon, a documentary. Oh, cool. But I can't, can't remember if that happened before. I think it was before I saw her at one of your concerts that night. Yeah, I ha- I just found that picture. It's really, it's so sweet. That night was so much fun. Um, yeah, it was. So exciting to hang out with you. Um, and yeah, you've like, um, oh, I guess this is a question I wanted to ask, and I've been asking uh, all my friends. Um, if Okay, so. Um, okay, so there is an afterlife. And you've died, which is okay because it's just your body, just saying goodbye to your body. You're standing in line and to go just see, see the guy at the door. It's no big deal. Not God. Doesn't matter. Just some guy at the door. Um, oh, you have to stand in line in the afterlife? Just huh. only for like less than five minutes. I promise okay. it'll be so fast. <laughs> um, and it'll be your favorite on hold music, um, your choice of on hold music as you're waiting. Oh. Um, but so you're given a piece of paper and a pen and you get a write and it, you're going to the afterlife. It's great. No problem. But you're given a piece of paper and a pen to write down your cosmic business card. Um, it's who you are. It's how you feel. Um, like mine say would be musician, dog lover optimistic, um, into optimisticism. Um, my favorite color is neon red. You know, that would be my cosmic business card. Um, and lover. Okay. What would your cosmic business card say? Uh, artist, performance artist, uh, liberator of the planet. Yay. (laughs) That's Cosmic, great. Cosmic artist. Cosmic artist. What's a challenging liber- consensual reality? Whoa. What? What? I like optimisticism, though. Yeah, me too. It's uh something I've been playing around with this last year, trying to figure out uh, how to perpetuate it, how to be it. You know. Um, yeah. But wow, that's so cool. Knowing that it's hard to be seen as credible if you're the least bit optimistic these days. That's true. Yeah. That's true. Do you, do you have an example of that? (laughs) And the reason I ask is because I'll just say this is that, so we put out a record called under the spell of joy and we, we finished recording like one year. We started recording March 1st and we finished like March 7th. And then, um, and then you know what happened. <laughs> Everyone knows yeah. what yeah, happened. I would say it, it mostly. It was mostly a thing about science, right? But those types of matters. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just like I knew before that the most important thing to me was perpetuate joy, and um, yeah. and that was our job. Um, but Good. I noticed in the last year, it's been like I've had to find when it's felt right 
to perpetuate joy, you know, like, because yes. I didn't want to offend anyone by being joyous, um, which yes. is strange, but I understand. But have you felt that way too? Like confined by the times? Yes, somewhat. It's like <laughs> more of a challenge to be optimistic. And there's something that at times needed to be strived for anyways, even more so now. Yeah. Wow. Or, la or last year, we'll see. Yeah. Um, have you found that uh, whatever is going on has had an effect on your art? I've like your visual art or your process of making art? I've done a couple pieces that were duotones or tritones. And there's been, I felt more of a leaning towards dark art and darker themes, but that's about it. That's cool. I'd like to see what happens there. That's, that's. Yeah, I posted a couple of them recently. Okay. That's cool. <laughs> well, but I really. The prison themes too have been coming up more. Wow. At least it, it did in the uh, last oil painting I posted. Cool. I mean, that, I, interesting. I guess I shouldn't say cool, but. It was inspired by uh, actually the idea appeared in my mind's eye when I was watching a video by Preston Dennett. I like his videos because he covers topics that other people don't. This one was about UFO sightings at prisons. Wow. Oh my God. That's so cool. That's, that's so unfair. Th those people are not getting any support and probably sharing their uh, opinions and stories. Um, yeah. As, uh, is it on YouTube? Yes. Yeah, yeah. He has a channel on YouTube, Preston Dennett. That's so cool. Dang. Yeah, subscribe to it because, yeah. Thank you. What a, that's so exciting. I've been in a, like, uh, complete, um, I just stare at the wall, honestly. I stare at the wall and I don't do anything. And I don't think about anything anymore. I just stare at the wall and, like, hug my dog. <laughs> that's where I'm at, but I, I need, I need help. And that's so helpful. I need stuff to get back into. Um, so thank you. I'm going to go down that, that alley and stay there for a while. That sounds so exciting. So people in prisons. Yeah. And it was through also through his channel that he did had another episode on shrinking, um, contactees. What? Where he talks about topological inversion that some, there have been sightings where the craft and the people in it have been able to change size Holy shit. or make the, the craft much bigger on the inside than the outside. And I thought that could help explain my experience years ago wow. because this thing w was so small. And if it wasn't just remotely controlled, like if there was someone in it, they would have, would have had to have been really small otherwise. Do you know that that's one of my phobias? Like, I I have a phobia. What's that called when something is... Topological inversion. And that was when he told me about... Or he not told me, but when he talked about Barry Littleton's channel, which is another YouTube channel I subscribe to. Topological inversion? Yes. Wow. So when I was a kid um, and I saw that show, I Dream a Genie, 
when she yeah. would go in her uh, genie lamp, it would make me barf. Like really? I had a such a strong reaction. And then there was another show where someone went into a telephone booth and it was like a beautiful mansion and it makes me barf. Like any that I'm really? I'm allergic to topological inversion. Wow. Thank you for giving it a name because you I sound like a real freak saying like, yeah, um, one, if, if people are like, what's one of your phobias? And I'm like, oh, it's when a room is really bigger than it looks. And people are like, what are you talking about? But now I can proudly say I struggle <laughs> with topological inversion syndrome, fear yeah. based. Do you have any? Very little. What? Do you have any phobias? Um, I used to have, long ago, I used to have agoraphobia, but I don't anymore. Wow. How did you just, uh, what's it called? Um, what's it called? The, uh, exposure therapy yourself out of it? I guess so. Yeah. Cause it was, as I, it just, as I started spending more time alone and, more time alone going places alone it just kind of went away that's amazing that's really amazing i i hope you're so proud of yourself you Thank know you. that's really really cool i think that's that's a i i have a similar i i don't like going out i which is um good for now but it's like tour when we go on tour i have to just be like all right you're not gonna feel comfy for like 30 days but then you get to come home and be so comfy um but that's cool that you just did it all by yourself like i can hide behind larry and pickle and ricky but you're just out there i i'm proud of you well thank you that's so cool um well is there anything else you would like to say to the podcast world um just um find new ways to do what you want to do and just be who you want to be and not really worry or care about what anybody thinks. That's awesome. That's Thank so you. cool. Um, can I take a picture of us? Sure. Okay. Okay. One, two, three. Okay, let me see if it works. Send me a coffee. Oh, well, I got to take an, it's like, my phone's too sensitive. Okay. I can't wait till we can take some in person. I know. Well, I would love to do, uh, would love it if you let Death Valley Girls be in a project with you. Um, yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Uh, yeah. We need new uh, uniforms, so maybe we'll keep sci-fi in mind for our next our next journey, our next journey. Yeah. But, um, well, thank you so, so much. I miss you and I love you and I really miss appreciate you, too. you love being you too. here. Um, yeah. I'll talk to you soon, okay? Okay. Okay, bye. Stay safe. Bye, yeah.